Perfection According to the Saviour by Tatian. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. And this is that our Lord says, Who will be my disciple? So if he does not separate himself from all his possessions, he cannot be my disciple. But this also he taught out of the earlier prophets, that they might become their disciples. And they had learnt their mode of life, and their sweet reasonableness, and their thought of poverty and of solitude, which were their instructions in that religion of theirs. They had declared to them, as it were a council, the exemplar of our Saviour, and then he came himself and perfected their counsels and exemplars, which were really on his account. And so to their hearers their words were established, and a seal was set on them, which words were really on his account. And so also our Saviour himself taught, not out of his own mind, but in correspondence with the will of his Father did he teach, even as he says, not that the Son speaks out of his own will, but what he sees and hears of his Father, that he speaks. Wherefore, let no one suppose that our Lord said anything from himself. So the similitudes and thoughts relating to himself, and the figures and the forms of his works, which each of the prophets set in action, were all in regard to himself. He came himself, fulfilled them, and sealed them to his hearers. Now should we be in dread of his strong and stern father, as also the scripture says, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. For he personally does, through his Son, whatsoever he will. Wherefore, even as our Saviour himself and the prophets and his apostles separated themselves from this present world through their piety and their sobriety and their spiritual mode of life, and their dwelling, and their eating, and drinking, and their glorious words, so also should we be imitators of our teacher, and of our comrades, his first disciples. For we ourselves will part from this present world, by our piety, and our sobriety, and our habitation of the world, and by our eating, and drinking, and our spiritual course of life. Nor should ye mingle with the affairs, and the discourse of this world, for if we, by our mode of life, and our dwelling, and our eating, and our drinking, and our words, are not separate and disjoined from the men who are here, our Lord might just as well have come to the winds and the stones, and discoursed to them his noble commands from his Father, and he should not have been sent to us in person. Or shall we suppose that when his Father in his good pleasure sets up his dread and powerful judgment seat of glory, he will judge the winds and the stones, and not sit in judgment upon us personally. We will accordingly proceed to do whatsoever the Saviour hath bidden us, according to the will of his Father. For God is a consuming fire, as saith also the Scripture. But if one approaches to take on him the name of discipleship unworthily, he might as well cast his eye on Gehazi, the disciple of Elisha, for he approached in name, but never really fulfilled it. For he surrendered the heavenly possessions, and lusted after earthly possessions, so he was rejected and clad in leprosy. Or again he might cast an eye on Judas, who is one of the twelve apostles of our Saviour. For he too lusted after the things of this world, and he was rejected and his name erased from the tale of life.
We, then, will have dread of the present world and its goods, lest we also be rejected and fall from the stage on which we stand, as they also were rejected. For envy and avarice and all the passions of this world are opposed to discipleship and resist it. And in sooth they have overset the wise and the strong giants, and drives many out of the kingdom in that day. For those passions are the armour of Satan, wherewith he wars against us. Wherefore our Lord despoiled him, and took away his armour, and gave it us, saying withal to us, If any man will serve me, let him follow me. Wherefore we follow him, and become imitators of his manner of life, and draw it on to us like a coat of mail. For our Saviour knows the art of Satan's hypocrisy, how he disorders and confuses men who have become believers. For some he utterly deceives with bait of goods and gear and many other things, to destroy them withal. And whilst he see one that has put on his coat of mail, and he fights against him, and the sense of the scripture, that he may wreck his vow, and undo him, and whilst he shoves him out of the lists of the teaching. Wherefore our Lord had pity on us, when he said that we should observe his commandments, and that then the grace of his compassion should reach us, to set us free from the evil one. For by the observation of his commandments we shall be set free from Satan, who fights against us in varied forms. And tenderly doth the Holy Spirit care for us as he did for the prophets. Now let us resemble our teacher and the prophets and apostles upon whom we are builded, those who have put on the armour of their Lord and have overcome Satan. For as the blessed Paul says, I want you, brethren, to be imitators of me. That is, according to his saying, I have not coveted gold or silver nor delicate apparel, but I love to work with my own hands and to eat and to give also to them that are weak and needy. So he too showed us the path of life that we ought to walk in. And like the apostles again, who deposited in the midst whatever was their special possession, and there was no one among them that was poor, for all were equal through their living and their loving. But if we do not hear Paul, and do not obey our Saviour, we cannot be imitators of prophets and apostles. Let us no longer tread underfoot the words of the Holy Scripture through our weakness. For the words of God are, Yea is yea, and nay is nay. As Paul also said, Alive is the word of God, and sharper than any two-edged sword, to cut, to pierce through, even to the division of souls and bodies, of joints and thighs, and is judge of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is hidden before him, but everything is open before him, for we shall stand naked, every one of us, in his presence, to render him our account. This form of discipleship of which our Lord spoke, he spake it of perfection, for he that will be perfect shall be like that. And then, as St. Paul says, As babes in Christ I gave you milk to drink, and I gave you not strong meat, for ye are yet carnal. Ye could not receive it as long as ye are carnal. And again he says, strong meat is for the perfect, those whose taste is practised to distinguish good and evil. And truly it is just as he says, As babes in Christ I gave you milk to drink, for as the child first sucks milk, and nourished thereby becomes little by little capable of nutrition through savoury food, and begins to distinguish good and bad, sweet and bitter, and then goes forward to eat a meal of bread and other kickshaws like a man, 
and forgets its childhood and its meal of milk sucked in babyhood on account of its growing strength and on account of its meats because it has become perfect in the measure of the nature which god has set sure for him so we learn the earlier writing the old testament as a sort of milk and we are brought up thereon and then gradually our faith and the service of our lord becomes strong in us and then we begin to understand to distinguish the good from the bad and the sweet from the bitter and as our faith in its energy becomes strong in us thereupon our mind with our captive will urges us on towards the perfecting of the truth of the gospel yea that is itself the strong meat as also the apostle says strong meat is for the perfect wherefore it was truth that that apostle said as babes in christ i gave you milk to drink for first we did drink like milk the instruction of the teaching and when we became perfect and strong in it then led onward we approached the prescriptions of the gospel and this is the perfection of age a perfect and strong meat and again as to the saying of our lord strive to enter by the narrow door and this is precisely what we see that the door of the kingdom is so he who longingly desires to be enlisted and to register himself in the muster-roll of warriors here in the world keeps this point before his mind that he must go forth from home and relationship to remove into other neighbourhoods and to throw himself into the strife of deadly battle like the warrior he must first learn to clean and to polish his armour and he learns military matters while he is by himself before the time of the struggle arrives but when that time comes he throws himself into the company of warlike enthusiastic men and naught else beholds he but the glitter of weapons and the flashing of the sword and the onrush of the horsemen and the twang of the bow there naught else does he hear but only the clang of the stricken lyre and the blare of the trumpets the urgency of the flutes the whir of the sword and the onward call of the bugles and there is one that shrinks from blood and another when he hears the sound of fearsome cries becomes weak exhausted and limp from his own terror and here another who is heartened and prevails and through him his comrades his war-mates are heartened also and many another lifts his eyes to see the sword before him and the sword behind him and within himself he says if i go slack and weak in this battle the sword in front will kill me and if i turn my back my own friends will smite my flank so let me manly die and he uplifts his eyes to heaven and he cries to god in prayer and throws himself manfully into the strife verily this is what our life-giving saviour has said he who is near me is near the fire and he who is far from me is far from the life and so we too that have a lust for the heavenly gates of the kingdom and to be inscribed in the enrolments of life with the warriors the prophets the apostles we must learn in advance the military matters the rules and laws of our lord and daily drill ourselves in them and purify ourselves like a clean armour and be made firm in our heart and then we put those rules on like a fine armour and so we become mighty to stand against the war's battle when we have thus put it on but if we do not wear this armour when war comes or persecution or any other form of hostility arises against us for the struggle in our war is for every day and the armour of the faith is what we possess and if satan approaches any of us to make war upon him many a one becomes apostate through fear and lacks the armour of the faith but another hears the sound of the trumpet that stimulates him 
and he is encouraged and strengthened to take stand against the enemy. And many lie asleep and do not watch. And here is one that is in covenant with God, but does not stand firm, for he regards the erroneous teachers, mere non-entities, as though they were servants of God. And all these have been written down in the muster-roll of the warriors for the gospel call, but they have been conquered by Satan. Just as the apostle said, our warfare is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, and against the ruler of the world of this darkness under the heaven, and with the spirits of error. And just as a warrior on military service longs to pass from his insignificance to the greatness of renown, through his battlings and the toils of his heroic deeds, and his eager mind, and to stand in his ready service before the king, and from him to receive great presence and fame and honour and worth, and goes up, now promoted, to his own rank, and stands forthwith in the royal court, and lives splendidly and joyously in a noble home, so also we have been called in insignificance, and we attain to glory through the conflict of our strivings, and the war of our heroisms, and through our obedience, and we come to stand before the heavenly King, and to receive from him great presence, renown, and honour, and glory, and being raised in rank we are promoted in grade to the prophets and apostles, and we become great and exalted and stand before the heavenly King, and we live in delight in the house beautiful with the celestials. And this again which our Lord has said, The kingdom of heaven is like a merchantman, seeking costly pearls. And he found one costly and precious pearl, went, sold all his possessions, and bought it at a price. This again he has spoken with regard to the perfect discipleship. For he is himself the pearl, and we are the merchants who have found him. And just as a costly pearl maketh the heart gay, and bears aloft the mind and soul and spirit of him who possesses it, and makes him fair and beauteous, and he is uplift in his mind, so is it with ourselves. When we gain the pearl of our Lord, that is, his commandments, gay and glad is our soul and spirit, and our heart is delighted within us, and fair we are, and beauteous we become in ourselves, through the pearl that is within us. And just as a costly and precious pearl is not left carelessly, and laid casually in the treasury of the kingdom, but is packed away and stamped with many seals, and for greater protection laid in a special case, so also is our pearl, wrapped and stamped and sealed with many seals, and is laid away in our hearts in ward with great care, and there it lies under watch and ward, in hearts and souls and spirits, as the religion of our Lord. And again, that which our Lord has said, that the kingdom of heaven is like a man who has found a treasure in a field. For joy he went and sold all that he had and bought it. This too, has he said again in regard to perfect discipleship, for he is himself the treasure which his father has appointed for us. But just as a treasure, if we find such, was not first buried in that very hour when we found it, but has already been long stored away, and he who found it, found it as God willed. On that account the treasure is our saviour, and not as somewhat recent we have found him, as the Marcionites say. But his father had long since stored him away, and laid him by, but did not reveal him to that generation, that turned their eyes to him and expected him, but revealed him to us in this present age of ours. On that account he is compared with a treasure and a pearl, and we with his finders according to the will of our Creator. 
and just as in the case of a treasure it is found not to consist of a single costly and beautiful piece but many jewels and valuables are found therein so that if one should discover it the finder is amazed in mind and full of uneasiness hastens and mingles anxiety and fear with his heart's joy and with a fixed eye gazing this way and that way and then raises his eyes to heaven and small need has he of food and drink for the care and toil and the very sleeplessness of joy because he has found something greater than himself so also has our saviour who revealed us his father opened to us the gladsome treasure of his mouth and it was not a single prize not a single jewel that escaped but many prizes and many treasures and if we sit down and ponder the glories and treasures of his father our heart is wonderstruck beside itself in glad amaze while anxiety and fear are mingled therewith for the prize that we have found and with toil and sleepless care we are day and night concerned with our treasure and we feel neither hunger nor thirst and our eyes are evermore raised to heaven and this again which our lord has said if any one of you is invited to a wedding banquet do not go and sit down in the foremost place perchance they may come and enter one of the invited guests a more honourable man than thyself and he who has bidden you both may come and say get up make room for this man and thou must but take thyself with shame to a lower place but when they invite you go and sit you down in a lower place and then he who invited you will say friend move up and sit there and there will be honour to thee from all that sit at the table for every one that exalts himself will be abased and he that humbleth himself will be exalted and he said this word because he observed that they sought out the first places and this word is exactly fulfilled in respect of the church for our lord is the lord of the guests and we are the invited invited to the banquet and the same is so fulfilled but just as a man when he invites his guests first invites them by word and thereupon they come and reach the banquet so also has our saviour done he has first invited us by the word and thereon we come to the banquet and our lord observed and saw that at the banquet they sought the first place this is fulfilled among ourselves for we busy ourselves to-day to be chief guide but we do not busy ourselves to do the works that are worthy of presidency and they are to-day despised in our eyes who humble themselves on earth as our lord has said he that exalteth himself will be abased and he that will humble himself will be exalted verily therefore they recline themselves in the first place for that they have humbled themselves and have observed the precepts of the lord those whom our lord observed and saw that they intruded and sought the first places at the banquet are symbolically those who busy themselves to push themselves to the front to stand at the head of the community and they chose this for their own person's sake and in no respect were their thoughts in righteousness their choice was their own persons but this is the divine selection when thou shalt observe and preoccupy thyself over his commandments and thy works shall shine among men not as if thou wouldst have any man know of the good works that thou doest but god only as if thy works do not allow thee to be hidden as the good works of our saviour did not allow him to be hidden and similarly the prophets and the apostles the presidency then belongs to those whose works before they could reach the first rank shone amongst men and god was glorified in them if such an one becomes head and leader through his capacity and his good works 
so that he wakes up many, and many men are healed through him, so that they return to God and live. Then the leader stands rightly at the head of the people. And such an one is like to a physician, for the physician heals wounds through his medicine, and the other heals through a medicine, to wit the word of the living God, the broken in heart, and the oppressed in soul. And like a physician who sees the wound, and knows by his law what is the necessary medicine, therefore, so also a wise physician of the church knows from the holy scriptures, if he sees that the heart of anyone is broken and his spirit oppressed, what is the necessary medicine for him, to heal him through comfort of the pains of his soul? Like Moses who became the leader, and with uprightness did lead, and became a shepherd, and well did pasture, and became physician, and with wholesomeness did heal the people of Jacob, such a leader is proper to the office of leadership. End of Perfection According to the Saviour by Tatian